everyone, I'm Taffney Hopper, and you're listening to Talking Nonprofits, a podcast about the world of nonprofits. Follow along so you too can learn how to make a difference in your community. Today on the podcast, we have a guest from the YMCA of El Paso, Bill Kuhn, the president and CEO of the organization. Here's a snapshot of Bill Kuhn. He grew up in a small town in Oklahoma where our and gas industry was the way of life. He is the only one in his family to go to college and receive his BS degree in psychology from Southwest Oklahoma State University. He started his YMCA career as a part-time employee, as a skate guard, and he is now the president and CEO of the organization. Welcome to the podcast, Bill. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I want to start out by saying happy anniversary to the YMCA, 135 years. Can you believe that? We are the seventh oldest organization in El Paso, Texas. And we're 135 years old this year. Uh, Really, January 31st, uh, we have the minutes in our office. The very first minutes that was typewritten on the, the on the sheet of paper the actual minutes in our office and and 19 men here in El Paso decided to form a YMCA uh, 135 years ago we're so excited to celebrate this anniversary I am too and and I saw it on your Facebook page so do you think the founders you know, are rejoicing over the YMCA for what it has become and why Yes, I do. You know, the letter states that they was forming a YMCA to keep man away from the attractiveness of vice. That still happens today. If it's too much screen time, if it's sedentary lifestyle, if it's overeating, whatever that vice is today, the YMCA is still here meeting those needs. Back 135 years ago, it was keeping men out of bars and houses of ill repute. And it was a Bible study group. That's how it started. We're not a Bible study group today. We have churches meeting in the YMCA, but we are today more than just a gym and swim place. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was a Bible study group. That's how it started. It's Bible study group. Uh, you know, our annual report used to report salvations. In our annual report, that that was a bragging point for the YMCA for many years. And it was only for men when it came out, because let me give you a little history. It started in London, England in 1844. And same reason, trackness of ice, keeping men off the street. And when, you know, the world moved to United States, our first YMCA was in United States was in Boston. And from Boston, it followed the railroad. And so the third oldest oldest organization in El Paso is Union Pacific because we follow the railroad. And we started as a Bible study group and then it became a dormitory and we had pool tables and ping pong tables, reading rooms, things like that to keep men active, but also off the street, give them something else to do. Again, today, we just do it in different ways. On your Facebook page, it states the YMCA of El Paso strengthens our community through well-being and fitness, swimming and sports, playing and other activities for people of all ages. But it says also we are more than just a place to work out. Tell me how you are more than just a place to work out. 
Absolutely. Great question. You know what? We, we are a place to work out. You know, we have gyms, we have aerobics, we have weights, uh, we have uh, spinning classes, things like that. What you think of a general club, a gymnasium. But let's look at our facilities. We have a basketball gym. We have racquetball courts. We have swimming pools. We have hot tubs and steam rooms. That's just, you know, that's just, you know, we have fields to play sports on. But if you if you stop there, then we're, we're still a gym. Right now, my bowling branch in the Northeast YMCA has prepared over 500 tax returns for free for low-income individuals. Uh, two years ago, before uh, COVID hit, we prepared over 1,500 tax returns and brought back into this community over $2 million. In the Northeast, we have a community garden that they can come in and rent out a spot, a plot of land, and grow vegetables. We know the high cost of vegetables in the supermarkets. Grow your own. It's a great way to get outside. Grow your, I mean, we all grew up, you know, I'm, I'm over 50, and we all grew up with gardens back, back in the old days. What a great way to keep active and all. But we, you know, we have a program. We partner up with United Way, and we have a program that's called PAT, Parents as Teachers. And we work with United Way AmeriCorps members, and we send out these AmeriCorps members to teach their children how to become their child's first teachers from zero to five years old. I mean, we, we, we have a facility, or we borrow a facility down in uh, the Kennedy Brothers Estates Housing Authority, okay. and we provide after-school program there. We have five other sites around the city. We do pools on Fort Bliss and provide lifeguards and do the maintenance on them. We're so much more than a gymnasium. Yeah, I actually, I went to see the garden in the Northeast and I, I'm not over 50 yet, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm not over 50 yet. But I, I, I remember growing up, my, my grandparents had a, a really large garden and, you know, vegetables are costly and to have your own plot, that's, that's a great advantage to our community. And, you know, I, I went to see that plot. So thank you for expounding on you guys are more than a, a gym. Let's talk about the RESET program. What is it and why is it important for the YMCA? Really, RESET is called the Strong Life Community. Really, this program came out at Cincinnati, Ohio, YMCA. And YMCAs all over the United States have really bought into this program. During COVID, our gyms were shut down or, parents, or people were scared to go out into the gyms, understandably so. But they were just sitting at home. And we need to hit the reset button and we need to get outside and we need to walk in our neighborhoods. We need to get motivated and get out and exercise. That's what reset was. It's just, let's hit the reset button. Let's get back active. Let's get back in. It was a five days a week, 20 minutes a day program. It was a online community. You could get support. There's a program on there. And it was just really letting people take their life back instead of letting COVID control it, take their life back. And that was so, you know, we were so controlled by COVID and, and, you know, we're seeing that, you know, go away a little bit. Reset was just what it is. Stop, think about it and let's take control of our lives. 
Yes, reset, reset. I'm trying to hit the reset button too. <laughs> I'm trying to get more active too. You've been a part of the nonprofit world for 30 years. Yeah. What drew you to it and what makes you stay? You know, it was an accident. I, I it's, Okay, let me stop and say it's not an accident. Back in college, I felt a calling from God to go into the ministry. And I went into the youth ministry for about a year and a half while I was going through college. And I found out that was not where God wanted me. As I got hired as a roller skating guard at the YMCA and saw what the YMCA did in my small college town, I said, this is my ministry. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how I feel nonprofit work is. I've been in for-profit. I graduated high school as a welder. Uh, I could go welding. I could work in a store. I've worked in big five. I mean, I've worked in convenience stores. So I've been in the for-the-profit, for-profit stores. And I still can. But the issue is, is I've got to be a place where I can minister mm. and, and change the life of a child, change the life of an adult, change the life of a staff member. And I've seen that. You know, one of our staff members, I encouraged her to go full time and she went full time and now she's a police officer here in El Paso, Texas. I take partial credit. She may not give me credit, but I take partial credit. <laughs> Two years ago, we saw the Harlem Globetrotters come to town and one of the Globetrotters called my East Side branch and said, I want to come back to where I started playing the YMC or playing basketball. He started at the East Valley YMCA or the Loya Family YMCA. That's where he first picked up a basketball at. And, and I asked him what years it was. And it was when I was a sports director there. Wow. So something I did or, you know, just a program. I didn't do anything. I, my mission is not about making a Harlem Globetrotter. I changed, it, changed that kid's life. He's a Harlem Globetrotter today. Hearing the stories of, of my members that the YMCA saved my life. If the YMCA wasn't here, I wouldn't be here. It just the stories are non ending. And that's why I stay. I can't, you know, it's just the life changes that we make from the little bitty kids to the seniors and to the staff. There's a staff that I remember back years ago, we shared an office, he was aquatic staff. He's electrical engineer in Dallas. He got his feet wet in YMC of El Paso. I've got an attorney here in town, Justin Underwood. He's on TV all the time, advertising. And he tells a story about every time I come home from college, I would call Bill and he would give me a job at day camp. And I've just so appreciated that he was so open to hire me back every year for day camp. Now he's a, lo he's a local attorney. Why I stay is the stories. Okay, and you are ministering to those youth, inspiring them to go towards great things. Absolutely. Abs you know what? If I only have one story, one life is enough. If I change one life, it's, it's I've done my job. Yeah. But it's just so many lives that is impacted by the YMCA. Okay. What are some things that the YMCA have struggled with and how did, how did you guys overcome it? We all have struggles. COVID was crazy. Uh, COVID was, 
really turned everybody's life upside down. And that was probably one of the hardest things that everybody has gone through. Our membership dropped 50%. Our programs dropped 80%. And, and we just, you know what, we had to make, I had to make the hard decision, cut staff, mm-hmm. layoff staff. And I was on more press conferences online and seeing what the governor or the county judge or the mayor was going to do. COVID was crazy. Raising money in El Paso, Texas is tough. We're a low-income community. There's not a lot of corporations that are based out of here. We have a lot of mom-and-pop shops here. And we just, trying to raise those dollars is tough here in El Paso. And, you know, I got to meet one of our old board members. He's, he's 90 years old. And I got to meet with him and talk with him. And I asked the number one question. I said, what was your struggles back then when you were on the board? He goes, raising money. Mm. And I said, well, nothing's changed. That's good, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of nonprofits have definitely been affected with COVID because COVID expect, uh, affected the workplace and people can't donate. And it, it really has been tough. It has been yes. tough. Thank you for sharing that. So tell a nonprofit leader what to look for in the first 90 days on the job. Number one, get to know your board of directors. Get to know them, take them out, find out where their passion is. Uh, because you've got to have people that want to be on your board. Uh, get to know the board, get to know your staff, and get to know the finances. Everybody thinks we should end up with a zero dollar at the end of the year. That, you know what, a nonprofit, we shouldn't make any money. Bull, we're a business also. Mm-hmm. It just means that money goes back into the organization instead of the shareholders. And that's a hard lesson for a lot of nonprofits to learn is that you can make a little bit of money and and put it back in your organization. If you don't, your organization will be gone. What do you want the YMCA to be in the next year or so? You know, I love to see us have another facility downtown. We, We sold our downtown YMCA to get out of debt in 2007. But I love to see us have a smaller footprint in the downtown area. I think the downtown needs a fitness facility down there for the working people. I love to see, we have a sports complex in New Mexico, just right across the state line in Santa Teresa, Sunland Park area, off of Westside Drive. I love to see us develop that facility into a workout facility to meet the needs of the Upper Valley individuals. We need to go east, uh, horizon, huge area, growth area we need to be out there to serve the needs of the community yeah east side is definitely growing a lot by leaps and bounds right so is the west side i mean i'm over here off of art craft and west side drive and they're building right and left over here right now and trans mountain has a million houses going up over there yes it is it is so bill um i know this wasn't a part of our our questioning session but is there somebody within the community or somebody in your past that has inspired you to be the great nonprofit director that you are today? <laughs> great nonprofit director. I go back to my ministry. Uh, uh, gentleman I really looked up to was R.B. McDougall, and he's he's gone and long gone ago. He's just a minister I looked up to, and but I've just really looked up to uh, and and in their ministry and how they minister. Again, this is a ministry. This is not, 
you know, I'm, I'm not sitting here looking at a nonprofit and saying, oh, this XYZ nonprofit person is my hero. I don't, you know, I get mine from my dad uh, and my mom. Uh, my mom was a ninth grade dropout. My dad fought in World War II right after high school. He came home and he retired about 60 because he had 28 years of experience working in the oil field. Mm. You know, I get my inspiration from there. I don't have a, just a huge nonprofit leader. I kind of grab something from everybody and kind of put that in the heart and my mind and go from there. Leaders, I love Abraham Lincoln. Uh, I've really studied a lot about Abraham Lincoln. In my office, I have a picture of Abraham Lincoln about all the times that he had failed. In fact, it came up to me today, all the times he had failed and he kept on trying until he became president and he probably passed the biggest legislation in the world. And that's freeing the slaves. And he got killed for it. You know, and, and it's just, you know, I just look up to him, not only just through the through the struggles that he had and and this and then the final successes that he had. And lastly, but most importantly, you know, God, you know, I I tell you, it's been a long two years for me. I've gone through two cancer scares in the last few years. Horrible horrible. Please don't anybody go through that. I've gone through COVID. Uh, it's just been crazy two years. And if it wasn't for faith, and it's been shaken, my faith has been shaken. But if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be here today. Thank you, Lord. And and Bill, also, we go to the same church. First Baptist Church, we were in the same Sunday school class. So mm -hmm. uh, I do know that, you know, God does make a way and he's a healer. How can our listeners get involved at YMCA? I phrase it, time, treasure, talents. How's that? Uh, what do you mean? Time, we have sports going on. We have 700 kids starting sports today. Wow. At the YMCA. 700 kids after COVID. How crazy is that right that now? That is. That's, that's you know, crazy good, though. Crazy it, good. It's crazy good. <laughs> But we need volunteers for that. Anytime anybody volunteers time, it just helps the YMCA and reduces our cost. Time, you know, we, I have a board about 17, 18 people, and we always need better board members or good board members to come on to our board of directors to help us make plans and govern and manage me. That's what a board of directors for a YMCA does is they hire and fire the CEO. Yay! <laughs> you know, I don't have to keep one person happy. I have to keep 18 people happy. So that's time. Talents. You know what? Any talent you have, we probably need at the YMCA. If it's accounting, if it's painting, if it's plumbing, if it's whatever it is, those talents. And then your treasures. It's donations. You know what? We are a nonprofit. Last year during COVID, we gave out almost $100,000 to 2,200 people. And that's a less. We, uh, two years ago, it was over uh, 6,000 people. We gave out $185,000. And we operate by donations. That's part of what we do. And right now, we're going through our big Strong Kids campaign, where this Strong Kids campaign, if I get a direct donation from the community, 97% goes back into the community. If I do a fundraiser, about 50% does that. So really just a straight up donation helps any nonprofit more than a fundraiser does. 
Wow. You have enlightened my life. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a true fact. It's, you know, you look at the numbers and everybody wants to sponsor a fundraiser. They want to put their name on a fundraiser. We're having a golf tournament in May, which is sold out. Don't call for the fun, uh, golf tournament. We'll get about 50% of the proceeds off of that and help our community. We do the turkey trot. Again, 50%. But this strong kids, 97% of the straight up donation goes to the community. Mm. And we fund membership and we fund uh, after school and day camp programs. Wow. Because these kids need this so bad. So this is the strong kids campaign. Yes, ma'am. Let's go back a little bit because I've done the turkey trot. Is that yeah. going to come back this year, you think? Yes, we are planning on it. We had it last year. It was virtual. You ran in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. uh, two years ago, we were at 1,651 runners. Largest year yet. But we are planning on Thanksgiving morning at 7.15 in the morning on Thanksgiving down the parade route to do the turkey trot. It'll be, I believe it's our 45th annual turkey trot wow. uh, this year. So we're excited about turkey trot. We're excited. You know what? I always always build up the parade. I also sit on the Sunbow board. So you can come run the parade, get your spot ready for the parade right then and there so early in the morning, get a parking spot, which is the hardest thing to do in the world, and stay for the parade. And you make it a whole morning with your family. The Turkey Trot is such a family event. We've had families of 15 show up at the Turkey Trot and just run together and walk together. And, and, and we can dress up for the Turkey Trot, right? Absolutely. We I'm love that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, two years ago, we had dinosaurs uh, visit our parade. Five or six dinosaurs go running. I don't know how they did that. That thing gets so hot in there. <laughs> but they they ran the turkey truck. We have turkeys and pilgrims. And we encourage the dressing up because it just makes the holidays a little bit more fun. There's a couple runners that will bring, bring new running suits out just for the turkey truck. You know, West Star Bank has been gracious to sponsor us for the last three years, along with El Paso Disposal, great partners of the YMCA. We can't do it without them. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to being in a turkey trot this year with my costume on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And talking nonprofits, our goal is to connect nonprofits to the community. In your own words, what is community to you? It could be the group that you sit around with coffee. It could be your neighborhood could be the Northeast El Paso or the East side or lower Valley or upper Valley. It's your neighborhood. It's El Paso. And if you want to go even broader than that, it's Juarez and Las Cruces. Community just means so much. It's, you know, one of the bad things about the English language is, is we say we love you, but love means there's five different kinds of loves in the Bible, but we say, I love you. And that's, how we say that in English. Community should, you know, community is so much different in the world. But to me, it's it starts with the group that you hang out with, your Sunday school group, the aerobics group, the basketball team that you're on uh, as kids and things like that. So a million different definitions of community. Well, thank you for your definition, Bill. And thank you for being on the Talking Nonprofits podcast. I learned so much from the history to the enlightenment for the fundraisers and just donating. Thank you for that. 
and you guys go out to YMCA and donate and be a part of the team. El Paso YMCA.org is our website. We have four Facebook sites, YMCA of El Paso, where you'll, it's kind of the main hub of that. And you know what, if you want to know what's going on in your neighborhood, you go to Bowling Family YMCA, Loya Family YMCA, or Westside Family YMCA Facebook site, and they have different programs going on all over the community. Thank you for adding that. Thank you, Bill, for being a part of the podcast. Thank you very much. Hey, have a blessed day. You too. Join me each week to learn about a nonprofit's journey by subscribing to Talking Nonprofit, wherever you receive your podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And as always, if you have any questions or would like to be featured on the show, send a note via the contact form on our website. Until next time, be the difference.